Welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Danny. And I'm your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Bill. This is part four of the actor's assassination. In part three, I found Chris's phone in his dressing room, so I now have access to that. Found on it some uh, unusual pictures of him with a senator. That doesn't sound good. (laughs) Danny also discovered that ten years ago, Chris had had a scandalous affair that seems to have all been patched up by now. And, talking with the ushers, I learned more about how the gun may have been stashed before the show, and that Chris himself may have been partly responsible for holding up the sale of the theatre. Alright, so back to backstage, one more conversation. Just as a point, recalling my conversation with those ushers, just for one little point. When I asked, do members of the backstage go back and forth, and they told me all of the possible containers that could have held a big gun. Yeah. (laughs) Did they say that Eve was mostly responsible for that? They said that Eve was bringing a lot of props in and out Mm. in large things and and moving audio equipment around. Then, yeah, and the other stuff that they mentioned was from other shows and things like Mm. that. Okay, that's interesting. Worth noting. But in the meantime, let's go check out this Matthias person. You check out this Matthias person. Hey, you said it. I haven't talked to him since the start. I haven't really gauged much about his personality to my memory, except that he does not give hot chocolate to people. (laughs) Yeah, he hates hot chocolate. It's the one thing you know about Matthias Schnuck. Good, good. Too expensive for his taste? You'll have to find out. I said I was going to gauge how he felt about talking about money. Uh, I'll ask him that. (laughs) Matthias, my good man, what are your thoughts about talking about money? I have no issues talking about money. What do you want to know? This was... Well, lately I've been talking about money a lot. I don't know if you know, I've been trying to sell the theatre. I hear. How long has that been a thing? Oh, months, months. Look... Are you just done? Sick of the business? Hate (sighs) actors? Hate them? No, I... I don't think it's... I don't think I'd say I'm done and I'm sick of it, but but I'm done and I'm sick of it. I, <laughs> look, my, I've been... I bought this theatre 44 years ago. That is impressive. I was a young man at the time. It's impressive that you were able to buy a theatre as a young man at the time. Well, you know, real estate back then, you could buy a two-bedroom house for $40,000. Don't remind me. It was 44 years ago, and I've owned the theatre since then, and it has been like a child to me. It's been wonderful. But now I just want to retire to the country with my husband, drink macchiatos, never hot chocolates, on the terrace, and relax. Maybe grow some potatoes? Is this what people grow in the country? Yes, potatoes. I think my husband and I should enjoy that very much. Potatoes? Boil them. Mash them. I'll stick them in a stew, perhaps. Look, I thought it would be a simple matter, but it's been months of trying. Lots of potential buyers. People who seemed good turned out not to be so good. And at this point... Anyone on the current horizon? You know, that current horizon? No, I understand exactly what you mean. The current horizon is all you look for when you're my age. Look, I had a few buyers, but... Well, some of them, they didn't... They never seemed to have the, the drive. They didn't want to, to have the anagnosis and, and leave it for what it is uh, and keep it as a space for art and community theatre. And, and finding a buyer like that was surprisingly difficult. And yeah. even but, the ones who seemed like they would, to me, they seemed on board, like they were artists, like they cared about the <clears> theatre. But I soon found out that, well, apparently, that they, they, they didn't care so much. They may have been 
stringing me along, trying to make it seem like they cared, but but they didn't. That's interesting. How did you find that out? Like, what gave them away? Well, they're often more free with other people on in the staff than mm. they are with myself. So, sure. I mean, I would talk a lot with Chris. I don't know what I'm going to do now, but you know, we talked about the people who were going to buy them, and and he often had good insight into into their how they actually were outside of the meetings. He could talk to them when they weren't in business meetings with me. And, and he told me about things that they'd said and, and things that they'd done and previous things in their history that made it seem like they weren't the people to sell to. I see. And of course, I mean, the current buyers we have, I wouldn't have picked as people to sell to myself. They're strange, strange women. Um, well, look, no, each, each to their own. Maybe, maybe they're... What do they plan to do with it? Well, apparently... Not strange women buying a theatre. That sounds awesome. They say they represent a, a different buyer, a third-party buyer. They're legal representation. And, oh. and of course, this, this off-put me completely at first, but yeah, that's in the not same the, way... Not the kind of strange that I hoped. Chris had vouched for them and, and said that they were... That they understood what was going on and, and, they had a, and that their buyer, the, 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 whose name was never revealed to me, and is apparently a great patron of the arts. And, and so because of that, I've, I've, I've kept them in the mix for buyers. And until recently, they were the only buyers left. But look, I don't know if you've ever tried to sell a theatre. They've had trouble getting their funding together, which seems strange to me. But... Mm. Chris assured me to give them a few more chances, but at this point, I'm done. And so I told them last week, this is it. If they don't pay by the end of the week, I'm selling to another buyer uh, who, to me, seemed good. I, I, Chris was never keen on him, but to me, he seemed like a good, solid, level-headed fellow who, in, who understands what this theatre does. His, oh, his name's Ferdinand Weisenhorn. He's currently the lead, unless they can come up with the money after stringing me along for so long, I'll be selling it and moving on with my life to the, country, to the potato farm Excellent. that I'll start in the country with my husband. It does seem like you, like you put a surprising amount of stock in, let's face it, an actor's business acumen. Well, the business acumen, I suppose, is not what I wanted from Chris, but the artistic acumen. I don't want to sell to whoever's the highest bidder or whoever's going to make the most of this from a business perspective. I want someone who keeps the soul of the theatre alive. Mm. And Chris understood that soul. Did he always understand that? I, I, I just heard that he'd gone through a bit of a renaissance in recent years. Oh, no. He always has understood. On and off, he's performed at this theatre for 20 years. Oh, okay. And you didn't notice any change at any point throughout that he's always been oh no he's changed N not with his love for the theater he's always understood the the beauty of places like this but i mean he was more of a i hesitate to use the language a rapscallion when he was younger <laughs> oh, young men they go through dalliances i myself went through quite a few when i was young but i had the decency to do it before i was married not after <laughs> um I'm, i don't mean to speak Ill of the dead, but I will. <laughs> Chris was a... I think this should be the new, the new slogan of the show. I think so. He was a wonderful actor and a wonderful man, but he had some 
issues in his relationship. And I, I, I don't think I'm oh, speaking out of turn. No, yeah. I, the I affair. Mean, well, you actually knew him. I only saw the tabloid version, of course. I'm sure you know what actually happened and how much of that was true or false. Well, I mean, look, what happened between him and Penny, I don't know. But uh, there was clearly something going on. And once it all shook out, there was some tough times. He, I, he was sleeping just down there in that green room uh, for a few for a few weeks then if i remember um would have been yeah about 10 years ago how did it all get patched up well i mean counseling i suppose i don't know what straight people do in their marriages <laughs> but when me and my husband but were I having hear troubles, not okay we we went to a council we talked it through and i imagine he did the same thing with because now he and his wife seem to be getting on very well for, for a few years now. They've, I mean, they've been happy and, and together. And it looks like they've put in the work to, to save the marriage. And, mm. you know, I'm, and look, I will say he, he appears to be a changed man. I've not heard of any dalliances since. He seems earnestly remorseful for everything that happened. Well, he seemed earnestly. I don't know if remorse continues after death. <laughs> don't have a good response to that one. This isn't part of my philosophy either. They say Not you, one of the big questions. They say you die twice. Once when you actually die, and the second time when you're no longer remorseful for anything. Well, that was a lot. All right. Let's dismiss this conversation for a moment. It's dismissed. The conductor's closing. He appreciates the gesture. Yeah. I, I don't know how on earth to describe that, so I hope conductor's closing I think did people it. people understand conductor's closing. I don't know if that's true. Let us know. Will you, if you're at home, will your hand... No, 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 don't tell them. No, no, I'm going to say, if you're at home, will your hand around anti-clockwise, if it's your right hand, and then right at the end, make a crab claw. <laughs> will your hand anti-clockwise into a crab claw? That's a conductor's See, closing. Now, I use my left hand, so for me, it's clockwise. Left hand, go clockwise into a crab claw. Just finish with the crab claw, you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, as I've dismissed this, I take out the phone again, not my phone, Chris's phone. Sure. I look back through those photos yeah those paris photos mm -hmm. some of them you said had a lisker in them do i see any love there you know what you do okay you see love in those eyes mm, all right good that's good confirmation <laughs> this is how you solve murder mysteries yeah, yeah, use yeah. your own photo reading intuition yeah these are the little gray cells sure do i sense any past hurt or does it feel you sense some past hurt okay. lingering in those eyes there we go all right but love this is the best lie detector of them all. I, I feel like I've got the faint fraying of a piece of red string starting to come into my possession. Sure. I don't know what any of it means yet, but it feels like there are things there. So, we've got the selling theatre. This is basically the big one that I'm going with. Sure. Obviously, the person connected to that. We've got our uh, Matthias, who is doing the selling. Chris should not have any direct relevance to selling the theatre that I know of, and yet he is definitely connected to Matthias for it. He is also apparently connected to F. Weisenhorn. That was the one who is most... Ferdinand Weisenhorn yeah. is probably going to buy it because he has money ready. And even though Chris was That's... a bit anti-Ferdinand, not enough so that... That, uh, yeah, it wasn't quite convincing, but it wasn't So Chris was connected to mystery buyers with strange lady lawyers. Strange lady lawyer mystery buyers, whose names you have not gotten. That's fine. You seem not to be able to get like their Matthias didn't together. get their name. Oh, he knows their names. What? 
I swear he told me he didn't know who the mystery buyer was. Doesn't know who the mystery buyer was. He knows who the strange lady lawyers what? are. I can Google that. They represent the mystery buyer. Yeah, but I can Google strange lady lawyers. You know what? You probably can. And it's porn. Oh, no. All right. So we've got this wise and horn. Why not? I'll put him separately off buying the theater. He is currently in line for the throne. Now, it feels like just by virtue of I have limited knowledge about this universe, it feels like if I have to connect a potentially rich mystery buyer, I should be looking at this senator, a wealthy person that Chris is aware of. However, we also know that this mystery buyer was needing to piece together funds mm. and didn't have much time to do it, which feels like a directly relevant thing to a Time's Up blackmail note. Interesting. Which again, is very curious as to who it was to and who it was from in that case. Let me think. As soon as stuff starts getting into... Red I've, stringing is the most stressful part of this show. It's not even the red string. It's specifically about shady business dealings and what makes logical sense. I did this recently when I was Googling different kinds of money laundering so that I could write <laughs> some mysteries. And it's like trying to understand Bitcoin. You understand the key words, but I'm, I'm still not convinced that any of them when put together in a sentence makes sense. But all right, so... Matthias had been strung along by Chris's mystery buyer for a while who was saying, yeah, I'm totally into this. Just give me a bit to get my funds in order. Which is totally a thing, though. But trying to deal with banks and, and assurances of large amounts of money. Awful pain. Don't, don't do real estate. It's the worst. <sighs> so this mystery buyer needed some funds. So if it is indeed related to the blackmail then that would assume that they are receiving the money from the blackmail. Which, because they are aligned with Chris, two things could be there. One is that Chris is also in on this ransom scheme and is thumbs up all for it. Or it could be a back and forth that the reason he is pushing so hard for those people is because they want the theatre and they are blackmailing Chris and using this situation in order to acquire the theatre is what they are doing and they are just using Chris as part of all of this. Like they are saying, give me money and also put in a good word for me with Matthias. Could be. So I'm putting a checkered line, a dotted line between Chris and Ransom because I know that there is a connection there. It was found in his locker room, but I don't know what the connection is 100% yet. They seem to be relatively fine money-wise, I really would like to find out to what extent, though, because, again, that's just the wife telling me that. She could be lying. Maybe they're one of those marriages where they have separate bank accounts. What do I know? She might just not be that helpful. She also is a gun lady, so I can't trust her anyway. And then, come on, I basically dismissed Eve as only there to show why someone would know when a gun was going to be fired in the play. But... Now she's moving suspicious cases around where, nearby where the real gun was stored. This is frustrating. I mean, I, I assume it's just someone else did it or any other way to do to get around that issue. But it bugs me. Ah, oh, Usher Jerry, couldn't you have been more useful? I'm just going to blame everything on Usher Jerry. Oh no. Why would you do this to me? 
I've been ushering at this theatre for 32 years. Yeah, let's try to get some answers on this. Can I try the thing? Please. I, suggest, I, I told you that I was thinking about in the break that I almost did last episode, but I thought that it felt too, this isn't part of the mystery. I'm just, I'm either going to be told no and this is going to be cut or it's going to be unfun. But I was going to say, I have held this phone. I know I've done a little bit of swiping, but hopefully, just a little known fact about the way I use phones. I only swipe the very top of the screen. I click everything at the top only. So <laughs> sure. my fingerprints are in a very limited location on this phone. I, I don't mess things up throughout the rest of the screen. Can I hold it up to a bright theater light, maybe in one of the dressing rooms, and see if I can see where Aliska left fingerprints when she unlocked the phone for me? You have a look. You can't see sure, what buttons she pressed. Can't. You can't. You can't tell what the code was for the phone. Your plan was to, I believe you, you said earlier to me, you wanted, wanted to go to, look at like his banking app yes, or something. I'm sure that an illustrious figure like this has a banking app on his phone. And we know that everyone uses the same passwords for everything. You can't find the passcode. A likely story, but whatever. <laughs> You can't just retroactively imply that you've never, you've only ever touched the tippy top of the screen. You were looking at photos. You zoomed in to see her eyes. Do you know how Clive five to zoom in to get to see if there's love in someone's eyes? Hey, I said I was. That's a pinch and zoom maneuver to see using for love. Intuition, not I zoom intuition. I will give you at least maybe, maybe you didn't have to zoom in to see if there was love in her eyes, but to see an undercurrent of doubt. <laughs> That requires All a right, zoom in. Fine. So you for intuition, I sacrifice fingerprints. Um, but you can look, maybe look for you know maybe his bank. Yeah, maybe thing he didn't even. Maybe he doesn't even have one, and it would be a waste of time anyway. But you can have a look. So there's nothing on the front page, like of the phone. You swipe kind of left and there right. There never there's nothing, is. There's no banking app that's that's clear on the like desktop of the phone. But you can go into where there's all the apps. It seems like a reasonable idea. Yeah, and look, there's always more apps in this than than you'd expect. Stuff that's been uninstalled. There's lots of old. Weird little games and things. There's the um, Three Sisters by Chekhov app. Uh, How old is this phone? Flappy? Is it Flappy old? Uh, yeah, this is worth. So, he was killed just to get the phone because it has <laughs> Flappy Bird installed on it. Um, so That's you cycle through. Mystery, all right. You know, you see um, there's his like email app, there's a contacts app, there's a photo app, there's a Candy Crush app. There's yeah, a, come on, take me past you know, the defaults. You see, there's the settings app. Um, is that even an app? Yeah, there's a thing for settings. Uh, there's a thing for network settings. These are just icons. They're not apps. Uh, it's an app. The, that is kind of weird. Because you you've got a phone. Mm -hmm. Settings is on every phone. Yeah. Settings has network settings in it. <laughs> it's weird that he has a network settings app. That's odd. You, uh, and you look to see if there's a bank app. And you see there is a Century Bank 200 app, <gasps> but it is locked with the password. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I can't help but detect in your tone <laughs> that I should be curious enough to suspect that network settings is not all that it appears to be. You click on the network settings app. Yep, this is not network settings. That wouldn't make any sense that that's its own app. And it's porn. It's all... No, it's not. Okay. This is... It looks like a variation on like a find my phone sort of app. What? Yeah, it looks like it's set up to sort of 
mark when this phone, when the GPS tracker, goes to certain locations. Oh, that's wild. Is this a thing? I mean, it seems to be. It's, it's, you can see it's set up. You can see there's a, the locations that it's set up to mark whenever that person goes to that location. Hmm. And there's a number that it goes to to send a message. Mm-hmm. The number isn't familiar to you. Can I cross-reference it with his contacts? You can cross-reference the number with his contacts. And it's a Liska. Premislovna. This feels like it's one of those uh, Mike Johnson and his son situations. <laughs> I don't know enough about Mike Johnson and his son. <laughs> well, I won't go into it here. If you know, you know. And you can also see the location. It's just a street address for a house in a fairly nice part of town. Hmm. Well, I can't be expected to travel there. So, um, I, I, first of all, the laziest option, I Google Street View it to see if there's a person standing outside or a familiar car or anything like you that. You Google Street View the location and it's a house. It's a very nice house. Cool, cool. Name on the mailbox? There is no name on the mailbox. Mail in the mailbox. There is possibly mail in the mailbox. You expect a lot out of Google Street View. Okay, I Zillow it to find recent buyers. Uh... <laughs> can That's you do how that? Zillow works, right? You can Zillow it, Zillow it to find recent buyers. It was bought six years ago by Andrew Feist. Interesting. Cool. So I was very much picturing it as a, oh, this is a make sure that he's not cheating again by going to Penny was a name that I believe we got put into contact with this. Mm. Um yeah, make sure that he's not going and sneaking around to see her so that she gets a message if he tries so she can snap at him. That'd be a wild way to do this, but like we've seen, some people have weird arrangements in this way. But instead, it's Feist's place. Why would she have interest in that? That picture that I found on the phone was Eliska in that photo? When he was with Feist. Uh, and, no, she wasn't. What it sort looked of, like it was. Yeah, what sort of situation was that photo? It looked like a bunch of guys around the same age out drinking. Mm-hmm. Not super scandalous. Do I see like past alerts on this app for times it has pinged or anything? Or do I just see that this is what the current settings are? You just see it set up that when he goes to that location, that it will send a message to that address just mm-hmm. to say that it's entered that location. And did you say distance from here? Oh, how far it is? Yeah, is it? Is this ages it's in away? This t- it's in this it... town. It's, it's maybe it's a twenty-minute drive away. Hmm. You also note that those photos with with uh, Andrew Feist, uh, there's not a huge amount of them. Mm. It looks like one particular event. Yeah. From eight months ago. Sure. This guy's a minorly big deal as a senator. Hmm. I reckon if if he had been around tonight, would I have spotted him, or would there have been a bit of a hubbub of people having noticed him? There may have been. I've been to events where you're like, ooh, look at this, politi- this famous politician in the audience of this, of, of this opera, of this play. And there's a mild hubbub, but not necessarily one you would have definitely noticed, but you didn't notice anything. Eve, would you have noticed something like this? Eve, who's been here the whole time staring over your shoulder going, ooh. I have to yell quite loud. <laughs> uh, Eve arrives and says, what I've noticed... If a famous and rich senator had been at my, the opening yeah, night of my play? It feels like something. I would have. Yeah. And he definitely was not. Okay. Thank you. It's good to be clear. I'll slink away back to the shadows. Elegantly. <laughs> Is Andrew Feist a contact in the phone? Yes. What could I text him? Is there a text history? There is a text history Ooh. between him and Andrew Feist. If he has been here or is aware of anything that's gone down, 
he's gonna be weirded out and suspicious. If not, if I text him something that seems completely innocuous, it'll be fine. You go back through the text, and recently there's been a, a, a few texts. Mm-hmm. I mean, How, days, weeks? Last couple of days, weeks, there hasn't been much. They obviously don't text a huge amount. Mm-hmm. You see that around two months ago, there was sort of a start of a, of a chain of replies. And before that, the last texts were one text every six months or so, every now and then. You do see, similar to the time of the photo, some texts are planning, like, oh, uh, where's, where's the events? Like, oh, you know, those guys could never remember where this stuff was. A couple of go wildcats texts. <laughs> sure. A couple of, like, man, do you, remember, okay. do you remember that guy? God, he was terrible. Right. Did you take a class with him? No, no, I never did, but he was in the dorm next to ours. A few texts about that. Okay, gotcha. Around we that understand date. the connection now. And then two months ago, there's a sudden angry text. Ooh, from? From Andrew Fites. Okay. It says, what the hell, man? You said you deleted it. What the hell is happening? Ooh. Chris has sent back a question mark. Says, you you know what I'm talking about. You Here, let me, I'm going to call you. And you see then there was a call in his call log around mm. the same time. Have not been texting since. Great. Okay. So that seems pretty clear then that Feist is the one being ransom, ransomed. I keep doing that. It is the one to whom the ransom note was, yep, end of sentence. Yep, that's good. But unfortunately, a question mark gives me very little information again (laughs) about Chris's level of understanding. He's a mystery. This red string remains a dotted line. Oh, how am I going to clarify this? Is Is that the last chunk? Yes. What could I possibly text that isn't going to ruin everything? Oh, you're going to text him. You're going to ghost text. Yeah. There are two things that live on after death. (laughs) Remorse and texts. So I may only get one chance at this. Jeez, I need to think hard. Probably not you up. I don't know how related to make it, like sending a it's all taken care of sort of thing. That may be wrong. Or door closey. It may not get me a good reply. Also, if Feist has sent someone to assassinate Chris for whatever reason, and then Chris's phone sends a message saying it's all taken care of. What does that mean? Uh, that seems like the assassin has stolen his phone. True. Which is cool, but... What a cool assassin. I don't know if that's the right cool that I want here. How am I going to do this? All right. <sighs> Let's go with just a straight up, call me ASAP. I have to think about this. <laughs> I hope it fails because I don't even want to have this phone call. So you send a text. You send call me ASAP and you hit send. And it's a text. He might have got it. Oh. You hope he got it. Terrifying. Well, I'm here. I can use my phone for this next part. Sure. I want to see, can I Google things more specifically about this alleged affair now that I have the name Penny associated with it? You could. You could definitely look into the name Penny. You, you're sort of Googling. Your I don't s- know how relevant this is going to be. My hopes aren't high, but you never know. It's, a, it's an end. You're searching through the stories and you can find a lot of Chris Reffitt affair stories mm. from back then. You know, anything from some sort of major tabloids to 
with, which will cover it very, very slightly, or some minor theater-based tabloids that, color, that cover it very explicitly. Um, there's a lot of talk about who this woman is. You don't really see Penny reported in, in, mm. in anything that you can see, but you often get reports of like old friend or unnamed uh, relative of an old friend mm. or some connection to him being a slightly younger person. That, that was kind of my next wonder. Oh, so old friend, as in literally? Yeah, like, you know, some have said rekindled a love with an old flame. Oh, some no, people sorry, said, you said young. Oh, not, yeah. <laughs> when he was younger, not he was the younger one in the no, relationship. No, you're right. Not he is having a, yeah. with an older woman, as yeah, in gotcha. someone from his past. Yeah, yeah, no worries, because my next thought then was we might as well Google this Feist person and see if he's got any connection to this as well. Like, I'm sure I can find out plenty of information about him, but specifically for now, I want to look at, like, his relative section. Yeah, you jump up on the Andrew Feist Wikipedia page and you see that he grew up in the local area, that he went to university at the... I should probably name this university. What's the name of the university? Uh, Wildcats U. I mean... I won't say Wildcats U. Uh, you can see that he went to university at State University. Yep. Whose mascot, you know, is the, are the Wildcats. Mm -hmm. And you look at his relative section. You see his parents, Schmebless and Doug yep. Feist. Doug Feist and Schmebless was her name. Schmebless. Yeah. Uh, I, I got that. And uh, in his uh, relative, you also see siblings. Only one. Penny Feist. Hmm. All right, that's something. Suddenly, you feel a vibration in your pocket. No. <laughs> oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> Andrew Feist is calling. I'm going to answer that. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media Network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Wit from the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.